السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته إن الحمد لله وصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم ومن ولا بعد we continue with the uh, with the part of understanding and being introduced to Muhammad Rasulullah and trying to understand uh, the basis for the love of Rasulullah Why is it that we must love Rasulullah What is the importance of loving Rasulullah uh, What are the benefits of loving Rasulullah And obviously the other side of the story uh, What is the problem if somebody does not love Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and of course going further from that what about if somebody uh, not only does not love the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa but uh, is disrespectful of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi and so on and so forth and inshallah for all of these I will give you the dalail and the proof from the kalam of Allah himself after which and beyond which there is no proof so that the hujjat the argument is established in favor of those who love Muhammad sallallahu and against those who do not love Muhammad sallallahu and after that it is between them and their Rabb Jalla Jalalu. The next ayat which I want to put before you in terms of the evidence uh, of the position and, and honor and, and uh, daraja the level of Rasulullah is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Ma'idah وَأَتِيُوا اللَّهَ وَأَتِيُوا الرَّسُولَ وَاحْذَرُوا فَإِن تَوَلَّيْتُمْ فَعْلَمُوا أَنَّمَا عَلَى رَسُولِنَا الْبَلَاغُ الْمُبِينَ Allah said and obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger Muhammad sallallahu and beware of even coming close to whatever Allah has prohibited. Now this ayat actually the ayat before that prohibits alcohol and gambling and so on and so forth and this is the ayat following that. And then Allah said that if you then turn away, you should know that it is our messenger's duty only to convey the message in the clearest way. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying very clearly that once the message has been conveyed, the responsibility is yours. If you don't follow the message, then the responsibility is not on the messenger Muhammad sallallahu or whoever the messenger might be. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, مَنْ يُطِيرْ رَسُولًا فَقَدْ أَطَعَ اللَّهِ وَمَنْ تَوَلَّا فَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ عَلَيْهِمْ حَفِيظًا In Surah Al-Nisa, Allah said, He who obeys Muhammad sallallahu has indeed obeyed Allah. Now this does not mean that there is no, uh, that, that uh, Rasulullah is equal to Allah. It does not mean, what it means very clearly and simply is that whatever Rasulullah orders is the order of Allah. <clears throat> so therefore, if somebody has disobeyed Muhammad he or she has disobeyed Allah. If somebody has obeyed Muhammad he has obeyed Allah. Think about this. Now, here is the Quran. Allah already said, Allah said, obey Allah and obey the, obey the Rasul. Why does Allah have to say, the one who has obeyed the Rasul has obeyed Allah? There's no need. I mean, if you look at it, Allah has given an instruction, given an order, do that. This is to reiterate and reinforce and emphasize number one, obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and obedience to the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu And secondly, to show the position of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa as being primary, as being seminal, as being intrinsic, 
as being central to the entire basis of Islam. And that's why I say, without Muhammad, wasallam, there is no Islam. What is Islam? Islam is the way of Muhammad wasallam. What is the way of Muhammad wasallam called? It is called a sunnah. If you remove the sunnah, there is no Islam. For example, let us say we completely remove the sunnah. does not exist. Or we don't accept it. Like some people. Now a person comes to you and says, I want to become Muslim. What shall I do? What will you tell him? You can't tell him anything. Because you rejected the sunnah. The sunnah is to say, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. But since you rejected the sunnah, you can't use that. So person says, I want to enter Islam. What must I do? What will you tell him? Where a Sherwani eat biryani. Upar Sherwani, under biryani, what is the At least Hyderabad is the most What will you tell him? A person comes, a Muslim, a Muslim comes and says, uh, I would like to pray. I have not been praying and so on and so forth. Uh, from now onwards, I think it's important I should pray. So I would like to, I, I would like to do salah. Now you have completely, the person he's asking, he has rejected the sunnah. He says, no sunnah, I don't accept. Now he says, I want to pray. What will you tell him? How many salah? How must he do salah itself? Right? I, I can, I can go on like this for the whole day. I don't, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to leave you to imagine all the other possibilities. Bottom line is, if you remove the sunnah from your life, Islam is gone. Khalas, period. There is no Islam left. The arcana of Islam, the pillars of Islam themselves are the embodiments of sunnah. You remove the pillars, what have you got? Nothing. That is why it is so critical and so important to focus on the sunnah. While I am doing these lectures, I have decided, inshallah, from this Juma onwards, I am going to do a series of lectures also on the rights of Rasulullah on us. So every Juma will do that because that links up nicely with this. So inshallah, we'll, you, will, you will hear some of the things there as well. There is a there is a haq that the Nabi has on us. And why do I say rights and haq? Because we are questionable about haq. Allah will question us. We are accountable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about the hukuk of people. Hukukullah and hukukul ibad. In hukukul ibad, in the hukuk of the people, who is number one? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hukuk Allah, Allah's hukuk, but hukuk ulibad, hukuk of Allah, of the, the hukuk of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa So very, very important for us. That's why Allah said, May yuti rasula, faqat ata Allah. The one who has obeyed the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, has obeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Hashr, the ayat which I mentioned to you yesterday also, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمَا أَتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُهُ وَمَا نَهَاكُمْ عَنْهُ فَانْتَهُ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ شَدِيدُ الْإِقَابِ Allah said, whatever the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam gives you, take it. And whatever he forbids, abstain from it, leave it. And fear the anger of Allah. وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ Fear Allah's displeasure. Inna Allaha shadidul iqab. Allah did not say Inna Allaha ghafur rahim. No. 
Allah is severe in punishment. Punishment for what? For rejecting what the Nabi gives and for doing what the Nabi tells us to do. Blanket statement. May yutir rasula. The one who obeys the Rasul, the earlier ayat in Surah An-Nisa, obeys the Rasul in what? Did Allah say that? No. Allah could have said it. Mayuti Rasul fi ibadat. No. The one who obeys the messenger in ibadat. No. The one who obeys the messenger in what? In anything which he said. Has obeyed Allah. Opposite. The one who disobeyed the messenger sallallahu in anything he said has disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In this ayat, وَمَا آتَاكُمْ وَرَسُولُ وَمَا آتَاكُمْ Whatever he gives you. Allah is not saying whatever he gives you under the title of Islamic law. Whatever he gives you under the title of inheritance. Whatever he gives you under the title of this or that. No, 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 no. Whatever he gives you. Whatever he says to you. Whichever hukum he gives you. Take it. Obey it. Whatever he stops you from. Food and drink and treatment and akhlaq and, and whatever, whatever, whatever. Anything he tells you do not do, do not do. Blanket statement. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Fear Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is severe in punishment. Meaning what? If you don't do this, you are going to be punished. If you don't obey, you will be punished. Third ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, La لَا تَجْعَلُوا دُعَاءَ الرَّسُولِ بَيْنَكُمْ كَدُعَاءِ بَعْدِكُمْ بَعْدًا Allah said, do not make the calling of the messenger sallam among you as you call one another. Now this is the adab of the, of the Nabi sallam. Allah is saying, don't speak to the Prophet sallam the way you speak to each other. Right? This is the messenger. يَعْلَمُوا أَنَّا فِيكُمْ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ حَبِيثَةً یہ سورہ نور کی ہے سورہ حجرات میں بھی ہے I'll give you that reference also بے سورہ نور کی آئے right وَعْلَمُوا أَنَّا فِيكُمْ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ Allah said know that with you among you is the رسول of Allah in another place here Allah is saying لَا تَجَرُ دُعَاءَ الرَّسُولِ بَيْنَكُمْ كَدُعَاءِ بَعْدِكُمْ بَعْدًا قَدْ يَعْلَمُ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ يَتَسَلَّلُونَ مِنْكُمْ لِوَادَهِ فَلْيَحْذَرِ الَّذِينَ يُخَالِفُونَ عَنْ أَمْرِهِ أَنْ تُصِيبَهُمْ فِتْنَةٌ أَوْ يُصِيبَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ Allah said, do not make the calling of the messenger, meaning do not call Rasulullah sallallahu the way you call one another. Allah knows those of you who slip away under the shelter of some excuse without taking permission to leave from the Messenger of Allah. This is the majlis of Nabi Wasallam. You have come to the majlis of the Prophet Wasallam. You are sitting in the majlis and you leave without asking permission. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, don't think Allah has not seen that. Allah is teaching them the adab of the majlis of the Nabi Wasallam. Today we have made everything into a joke. What is the majlis of Allah? The majlis of the Rasul is the majlis of dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the majlis of learning about Islam, any majlis. There are adab of this majlis. 
The adab of the majlis is you come before the teacher comes. The teacher must not wait for you. You must wait for the teacher. The adab of the majlis is that if you go, you must take permission of the teacher to leave. If you without taking permission you leave, you are committing a sin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, I am seeing you. You take permission to speak. You don't just say whatever you want. You raise your hand, you are recognized, then you speak. If you are not recognized, you keep quiet. Because the teacher has seen you. He will give you, he will give you the opportunity to speak. Wait. These are all adab of the majalis. The unfortunate problem is, this is what I keep on saying over and over again. Today, we even Islam, we do not teach it with tarbiyah. When tarbiyah left our lives, the noor left talim. We were left only with dry words. The words have no meaning. The words do not affect us in any way. Like I said yesterday, if somebody curses you, it creates an effect. Even though that curse is false, the man cursing is doing a bad thing. What he has what he has called you is not even fact. But your blood pressure will go up. You will get angry. You will get you know sad, glad, bad, mad, whatever, right? But the kalam of Allah leaves you completely untouched. Imam Malik bin Anas Rahmatullah uh, the great uh, Mufti Imam Malik, who was the Khatib and the Imam of Masjid al Nabi Sharif, one of the greatest scholars of this deen, was giving dars of hadith and his own kitab, Muwatta Imam Malik. And he is, his, his practice was that he would give this dars outside between uh, Asar and Maghrib and then between Maghrib and Isha. They would sit inside the masjid. The masjid and Nabi Sharif in those days small. Sitting outside. And people saw that his face became white. He seemed to be in some, some great uh, you know, pain or suffering. or They didn't realize what was happening. But face became white. But he continued to speak and he continued to give dars. Until the whole dars finished. And then he collapsed. They rushed. They just to see what happened to him. They examining him. In the back, in his shirt, there was a scorpion. And the scorpion had... <laughs> the scorpion stung him 30 times. Imam Malik did not move. Imam Malik did not stop speaking. Imam Malik did not show any sign that this was happening. What was seen was... Beyond his control. He suffered the whole pain of this thing. They said to him, for God's sake, I mean, you could have told us we, we would have removed this thing. Why did you say anything? He said, the adab of Muhammad Sarasar. He said, I'm, I'm teaching the hadith of Muhammad Sarasar. Believe me, it's no mystery that today our du'as have no effect. Our ibadat have no effect. This so-called knowledge of Islam that we are getting, uh, we call ourselves students of knowledge. One of the most ridiculous and oxymoronic uh, titles that I have ever heard. I am a student of knowledge. What the devil does that mean? All of this is because we have become, we have reduced knowledge to dry words, nothing else. There is no effect in these words because there is no taskiyah. 
There is no ikhlas. We have made teaching and learning religion into a business. You take money and teach something, you, you take money and teach Quran, what effect will it have? You got the effect already, you got the money, now go. Really seriously ask ourselves this question, what have we done? This was the adab of the ulama ulaq who loved Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, do not call Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. People say, Ya Muhammad, Ya Muhammad. La hawla la quwata illa billah. Allah said, no. No, Ya Muhammad. People like Sayyida Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu anha, his wife, who he loved more than anybody else. Somebody asked him, Ya Rasulullah, one of the sahaba, I think it was Amr bin Allah sallallahu He said that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he had this way. Uh, when he spoke to somebody, he would look at him directly. And then he would complete the conversation by looking at him directly. Then he would look at the other person directly. He would complete the conversation. So they said that, you know, we felt, each one of us felt that Rasulullah loves me the most. So I, so this Amr ibn Asa, he said, well, I thought, let me ask him one day. So he, he really felt, he said, so he didn't want to ask him, Ya Rasulullah, do you love me? You know, so he said, Ya Rasulullah, who do you love the most? He said, Aisha. So Amr Mila said, well, you know, I said, I said, no, yes, well, I, I don't mean that. I, I mean, among the men, who do you love the most? He said, the father of Aisha. So Amr Mila said, after that, I decided, I'm not going to ask any more questions. <laughs> so I got the, I got the answer. Ah, Masha Allah. Oh, so madam, correct. Right? Now, point is that, this was Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa So Allah is saying, this is the Rasul of Allah. No matter how much he loves you, no matter how respectfully he treats you, no matter how much he treats you like an equal, you are not his equal. You will never be his equal. He is the Rasul of Allah. So when you call him, when you... Do that, do that respectfully. Don't call him the way you call each other. And then Allah says, you come into his meeting, you slip out quietly, don't think and nobody has seen you, Allah has seen you. And let those who oppose Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam's commandments, who his sunnah beware, lest some fitna should befall them or a painful torment be inflicted upon them. Now, what more direct uh, statement do you want about following the sunnah and going against the sunnah? Tell me. How do you read the Quran and then you say, well, sunnah, sunnati chai, it is not. Here Allah is saying, if you go against his sunnah. Remember in the Quran, <coughs> wherever these kinds of statements Allah has made, la Allah tuflihun, perhaps you will be successful. These translations, when we do that, the la Allah, the, 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 um, Perhaps or things like this uh, in the Quran are matters of certainty. It's not a, there's no doubt about that. So Allah is here is Allah is saying that if you do not, if you disobey and if you go against the commandments, if you go against the sunnah of Rasulullah then definitely you will have trials and tribulations. Your life will be full of difficulties and the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will come, up, come upon you. How much more direct proof do we need? إِنَّ مَكَانَ قَوْلَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذَا دُعُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ لِيَحْكُمَ بَيْنَهُمْ أَنْ يَقُولُوا سَمَعْنَا وَاطَعْنَا 
Allah said the only saying, the only response, the only answer that the believers when they are called to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger to judge between them. Meaning that if there is any dispute and if the judgment is being pronounced based on the Quran and Sunnah, I'm talking about our times, in those times it was Rasulullah himself who was the judge. So Allah is saying here, if there is a dispute between two believers and the judgment is pronounced on the basis of Quran and Sunnah, then the only option you have is to say, Samana wa I heard and I will obey. We have heard and we will obey. No other, no other option. You can't argue and counter argue and no, no, but I don't like this and I don't, no, none, none of that. Samana. We hear and we obey. Allah said, these are the people who are successful. They are the people who are successful. When Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gives a hukum, what's your option? Samana wa ta'ana. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, do this, I hear and I obey. I will do it whether I like it or I don't like it or I agree with it. I don't agree with it. I think it makes sense. I think it does not make sense. My wife likes it. My husband likes it. She does not like it. He does not like it. My boss doesn't like it. My boss can be changed. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa cannot be changed. My wife can be changed. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa cannot be changed. The husband can be changed. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa cannot be changed. No, everybody in this world can be changed. But Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam cannot be changed. So if someone wants to give me an instruction which is against the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then don't, don't even bother to think about what I will say. There is only one thing I can say. You want to put yourself in opposition to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with respect to me, then there is only one thing I can say and that is because this is what my Rabb told me to do. Not my, my, not my desire, but this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. You have no option but to say, Sabayana wa ta'ala, khalas. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمَا كَانَ لِمُؤْمِنٍ وَلَا مُؤْمِنَةٍ إِذَا قَضَى اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَمْرًا أَنْ يَكُونَ لَهُمُ الْخِيَرَ مِنْ أَمْرِهِمْ وَمَنْ يَعْصِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدَّ اللَّهُ دَلَالًا مُبِينًا It is not for a believer, man or woman, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alayhi have decreed in a matter that they should have any other option in their decision. And whoever disobeys Allah and his messenger, Indeed, he has strayed in plain error. If there is a ruling of Rasulullah please understand this one thing very clearly. In the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned Rasulullah alone in some cases. If, for example, Umayy uti rasula, faqad ata Allah. One who has obeyed the Rasul has obeyed Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in other places also mentioned the Rasul alone. But Allah, but Allah has never mentioned himself without mentioning the Rasul along with him. Allah wa Rasul, Allah wa Rasul, Allah wa Rasul. Allah never mentioned himself alone. This shows the importance of the messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in our lives. This shows that whatever Allah tells us is what Rasulullah told us. The truthfulness of the Nabi sallallahu is established by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself Jalla Jalalu. So here Allah is saying that when there is a ruling, when there is a decision by Rasulullah sallam, which means this is a decision of Allah and his Messenger then for the believers there is no option in that decision. 
You can't say, well, you know, it was for those times, today times have changed. No. No. This is a, for example, one of the common things that happens today is the issue of women in masajid. Should women be permitted to enter masajid or not? <clears throat> right? So, some people say, no, no, women, women cannot be permitted to enter masajid. Why? Because there is great fitna. What fitna? If women enter masajid, there is a fitna for the men. How come there is that fitna is not there in the marketplaces? Are you saying women are not allowed to go to the market? So, we say no, but Rasulullah hadith is very clear. Rasulullah said, do not prevent women from going to the masjid. <clears throat> very clear direction, specific. Do not prevent the women, your women from going to the masjid. So what shall we do with this? People say, no, no, but you see times have changed. Those who are good times today are bad times. The problem with these arguments is these are the arguments of ignorance. The reason being that if you open that door, then first and foremost you are going against the Quran itself. Because Allah did not say, obey the messenger uh, in a matter within this time frame. Uh, obey him until the year 1000. After that do whatever you like. Did Allah say that? No. Obey the messenger until when? Until the end of time. So first of all, you are going against this. Second thing is, if you open that door, then that door of times have changed can be applied to practically everything in life. You can say, well, you know, nowadays we are so busy, we can't pray five times a day. Why don't we just pray in the morning or we just pray in the night one time? Halas, because times have changed. We can't do interest-based earnings. That today the whole world is full of interest, so forget about no non-interest and so on and so forth. Today it is halal because times have changed. You can literally justify everything which is haram in the name of times have changed. So if you open that door, believe me, you are going to destroy yourself. <clears throat> times have not changed. Nabi Wasallam gave a hukum. We follow that hukum. Whether we like it or not, whether we understand it or not, whether we agree with it or not, because Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said so. That's it, period. I'm not going into detail about the issue of women in masajid, because that's a separate subject by itself. And there are answers to all the counter uh, statements that are generally made, so we leave that aside. That's not my subject today. But I gave that just as an example because that's one of the most common things that is usually mentioned. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Inna Allaha wa Rasulahu dunya wa muhina. Verily those who annoy Allah and His Messenger. What is the meaning of annoying Allah and Messenger? Is to say or do something which goes against what they have said or what they liked. Right? Those who annoy Allah and His Messenger, Allah said, Lanat on them. Allah has cursed them in this world and in the hereafter. Lanahumullahu fi dunya wal And has prepared for them a humiliating torment. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَإِذَا رَأَوْكَ أَنْ يَتَّقِذُونَكَ إِلَّا هُذُوًا 
ahadalladhi ba'asallahu rasula they used to say when they see you o muhammad sallam they treat you they mock you they make fun of you and they say is this the one who allah sent as a messenger naudzubillah so allah is describing a situation that used to happen and then allah said wala in saltahum la yaqulunna inna ma kunna naqudu wa nalab qul abillahi wa ayatihi wa rasulihi kuntum tastahzi'un when you ask them about this they said no 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 we were only joking please understand this is a, on a on a side note but because of the uh, problem of whatsapp many times people forward so called funny things right so called funny things which are making fun of the ayat of allah which are making fun of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam which are making fun of the promises of allah jannat ki haqeeqat to hum jante hain wo wagaira wagaira you know all of this kind of stuff uh, i won't mention them the many of these in islam this to do this to say this to laugh at it takes you out of islam it's as serious as that to make mockery of to joke to laugh at allah which means the ayat of allah whether it is the quran or whether it is the promises of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to laugh at muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam which means to laugh, make fun of and laugh at his sunnah alayhi salam is kufr it is irtidad it takes you out of islam you become a murtad obviously if you have done it without and without knowing what you were doing just make tawbah inshallah you have not left islam but please understand don't forward these things if somebody forwards it to you call him up and say please don't destroy yourself this is what it actually means because he may be forwarding it because he also doesn't know that's why i say learn islam learn your deen nobody stops you from learning your deen learn your deen because we have got both uh, lawyers and judges in this meeting here ignorance of law is not a defense in law sahi hai ignorance of law is not a defense in law you can't go and say well you know i did not know the law it is your job to learn the law if you did not know the know the law it does not mean that your action will not be punishable it is culpable it is punishable you will be punished you will be sentenced whether you knew the law or not that not knowing the law is not a defense in law you have to know the law and that is the principle of islam to learn about islam is your job it is your responsibility to learn you can't dump it on anybody else you can't say nobody taught me nobody has to teach you you have to learn you go to the teacher you go to the teacher you go and sit with the teacher at the teacher's convenience and you learn and you, if what you can't find one teacher go find another teacher but it is your job it is your responsibility to learn and if you have not taken that time and trouble then it is high time that you do that right so here is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying that when these people uh, they make these jokes and when you ask them they say no no but you see we didn't really mean it we were joking allah says tell them was it allah and his signs and his messenger that you were mocking and then allah said la tataziru qad kafartum ba'da imanikum this is my dalil for what i just told you qad kafartum ba'da imanikum you have left islam after you had believed la tataziru 
قد كفرتم بعد إيمانكم إن نافوا تعيفتم منكم نعذب تعيفتا بأنهم كانوا مجرمون مجرمين الله said no make no excuse you have disbelieved after you had believed you have left Islam after you had entered Islam Allah did not say you committed a sin Allah did not say you committed a sin Allah said you are khalas you went out of Islam because you made a joke about Muhammad because you made a joke about the ayat of Allah Huh? Make no excuse. You have disbelieved after you had believed. If we pardon some of you, we will punish others because you, because they were mujrimun. So if you make tawa, inshallah, alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive. So let us make tawa if you have done this. But if you don't make tawa, you insist on doing these things, then as far as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is concerned, you have left Islam and you are now culpable and liable to be punished by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. ذَلِكَ جَزَاؤُهُمْ جَهَنَّمْ بِمَا كَفَرُوا وَاتَّخَذُوا آيَاتِ وَرُسُلِي هُزُوَا They will, that will be their recompense, the Jahannam, because they disbelieved and they took my ayat and my messengers by way of jest and mockery. Allah is saying that they made fun of my ayat and they made fun of my messengers and therefore they will be in Jahannam and this is their reward. Allah is using the word jaza in a sarcastic manner. Allah is saying, this is your reward. What is your reward? Your reward is Jahannam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us from this. <clears throat> then in Surah Al-Hujrat, which uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us the adab of Rasulullah sallallahu Allah said, there is a whole series of lectures of mine, which I did in this masjid. Uh, which is now published as a book called Akhlaq of the Ummati. So please uh, see that book and the series of lectures are there. Uh, Azhar will send you the link to that, uh, which are to do with all of these ayat relating to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Akhlaq in its, itself. In Surah Al-Hujurat, SubhanAllah is so beautiful. Uh, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has in detail described the Akhlaq of the Muslim, how they should be. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here is saying, Ya ayya alladhina amanu la tarfaw aswatakum fawqa sawti nabi wa la tajharu lahu bil qawli ka jahri ba'dikum libad an tahbata amalukum wa antum la tashurun See the punishment for this. Allah is saying, do not raise your voice above the voice of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now this me this is uh, this has a literal meaning and for us today it has an allegorical meaning. The literal meaning is to raise your voice above the volume of the voice of Sallam. People were so there was one Sahabi who who had a loud voice. Maybe he was a bit hard of hearing or something, so uh, he couldn't hear properly. And generally, people who are hard of hearing, you know, they sort of shout when they. So he used to speak like this. Now he was one of the dearest people uh, to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. loved him very much, and he was also a very beautiful uh, qari of the Quran. Now, after this ayat was revealed, he disappeared from Masjid Nabawi. Right? He stopped coming. Now, several days passed. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, "Where is so and so?" They said, "Ya Rasulullah, he is in his house." He is not leaving his house and he is sitting there and he is weeping all day and all night. He is just crying the whole time. So, Nabi Sallallahu said, did you ask him why? They said, yes, we asked him why. He said, Allah has said, do not raise your voice over the voice of the Nabi. And what is the punishment? Allah said, I will wipe out your deeds completely and you will not know. 
So he said, I am finished. I am destroyed. Because my voice is over the voice of the way. Rasulullah said, go and tell him that he is from the people of Jannah. Because it wasn't, you know, he wasn't doing that deliberately. So the Sahaba used to say that whenever that man, after that, whenever he passed by, we would say, there goes a man from Jannah. Umar ibn al-Khattab was a big man. He was a huge man. He was a professional wrestler. So he was tall, he was massive, he was big muscles. And he had a voice to match. When this ayat was revealed, Sayyidina Umar radiallahu would take, he took some pebbles and put it in his mouth. So he had these pebbles in his mouth and he used to speak like this. So Rasulullah said to him, what's wrong with you? Why, why? I can't understand, what are you saying? Why are you speaking like this? He said, Ya Rasulullah, my voice is loud, I am afraid because Allah revealed this ayat. Now, you know, the, the point I'm making is, Wallah, he is the same kalam of Allah. It's not some new book which has come for us. This same kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The sahaba took it literally. The moment something came. Today we say, no, no, no. You see, you go wrong if you take the Quran literally. Inna lillahi wa raju. How else should you take the Quran? Give it to Plato and Aristotle and then you know, take a, what comes out from there. They took it literally. Allah is saying, don't raise your voice. My voice is loud. I must do something about this. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that does not apply to you. <laughs> Throughout this thing, speak, speak clearly. I, I mean, I, 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 I want to listen to you. So Allah, and then Allah says, and do not speak aloud to him, and don't speak to him like you speak to each other. He may be informal with you, but you don't be informal with him. This is Adab. You are going with your ustad, your ustad puts his hand on your shoulder, you put your hand on his shoulder. See, I mean, this is the problem today. There is, I say, I sometimes see this masjid. I am standing here for the khutbah. Uh, elderly people, may Allah bless them. Elderly people, some of them have difficulty walking and so on. They come into the masjid. We've got all uh, strapping youngsters. Mashallah, the masjid is full of young people, which is very good. They are strapping youngsters, they are sitting there. Not one will get up and offer a chair to that elderly person. Elderly person. What kind of adab is this? What kind of homes do you come from? Your parents didn't teach you this? Do I look like your mother? I must tell you this. Seriously, I mean, we have to learn our adab. We have to learn our akhlaq. Nabi Sallallahu said, the one who is not affectionate to our youngsters and who is not respectful to our elders is not from us. He did not say elders who are ulama, elders who are great scholars. No, elders, if he is older than you, then he is worthy of your respect. Show respect. We got little kids uh, who come into the masjid and they do this. He's greeting me. Little one, he's like eight years old. This. La hala la khotele. Ajib, I don't want to. Please teach your children manners. Before that, learn manners yourself. That is the problem. Today we have an entire generation which has no manners. 
So obviously the Avalad also has no Maya. But what will it? You don't know yourself. How are you going to teach anybody else? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed Kalam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed his Quran. Teaching manners. Because there were people like that. Would call Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. From behind the, behind his wall of his house. They won't wait for him to come out. Ya Muhammad! Ya Muhammad! Inna lillahi wa inna lillahi rajiwa. Allah says they have no manners. They should wait for you to come out. Then they can say whatever they want to say to you. Why are they shouting? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَقَدْ نَزَّلَ عَلَيْكُمْ فِي الْكِتَابِ أَنْ إِذَا سَمِعْتُمْ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ يُكْفَرُ بِهَا وَيُسْتَحْزَهُ بِهَا فَلَا تَقُدُوا مَاهُمْ Do not sit with them حَتَّى يَخُوضُ فِي حَدِيثٍ غَيْرِهِ إِنَّكُمْ إِذَمْ مِثْلُهُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ جَمِعُ الْمُنَافِقِينَ وَالْكَافِرِينَ فِي جَهَنَّمَ جَمِعًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, and it has already been revealed to you in the Quran, that when you hear the ayat of Allah being denied and mocked at, then do not sit with them until they talk about something else. But if you stay with them, certainly in that case, you will be like them. You will be counted with them. Surely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will collect the hypocrites and disbelievers all together in Jahannam. What does it tell you? It means the people who are mocking the ayat of Allah and the Rasul is an ayat of Allah. Risalat is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The people who are mocking that, people who are making fun of that, Allah is saying they are munafiqeen and kuffar, they have left Islam and Allah will collect them in the Jahannam. And Allah is saying if you happen to be in that circle, if somebody starts that conversation, either stop them or get out, leave them. If you don't do that, if you are sitting them, this murabat, that murabat, then you are with them. You will be collected with them. So as we say, guilty by association. Huh? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayu alladhina amanu, la tattakhizu alladhina takhadu deenakum huzwan wa laiba. Min alladhina utul kitaba min qablikum wal kuffara awliya wa attaqullaha in kuntum muminin. O you who believe, do not take as your close friends and confidants and protectors and awliya those who take your religion for a mockery and fun. People who don't uh, believe that, people who make fun and so on and so forth, do not take uh, them as your close confidants, uh, confidants and uh, and friends. Uh, uh, people who make uh, among the people who receive the scriptures that basically applies to anybody else before you, nor among the disbelievers and fear Allah subhanahu wa taala if you are. Truly believers. And now Allah said, this is a ayat where Allah has taken an oath and said, and he, this oath, Allah has taken an oath by himself. Allah said, فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُوكَ فِيمَا شَجَرَ بَيْنَهُمْ ثُمَّ لَا يَجِدُوا فِي أَنفُسِهِمْ حَرَجًا مِمَّا خَدَيْتَ بَيُسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا See this ayat. <clears throat> Let me ask you a simple question. Everybody knows the answer to this one. Which is, that in Islam, a thought or a desire, right? What is inside the heart? This is not culpable. Only the amal can be rewarded or it might be punishable. So if I think something or if there is a thought in my, in my, in my heart, if there is some feeling 
I, as long as I don't verbalize that, as long as I don't speak that, or as long as I don't act on that, I am not at fault. I am not at fault. I will not be punished. In this ayat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is holding you responsible even for the thought in your mind and the thought in your heart. Allah is saying, but know by your Rabb. Allah is saying, la fala wa rabbika. Allah is saying, know by your, Allah is saying, no. And Allah is taking an oath on this by himself. Allah says, they can have no faith. Meaning what? You are a Muslim. Allah is saying, no, you don't have faith. You are not a Muslim. Until they make you, Muhammad sallallahu a judge in all disputes between them, which means that if there is a ruling of Nabi sallallahu you do not go against that ruling. And find within themselves no resistance against your decisions. And they accept them with full submission. What does it mean? It means that here is an issue. And Rasulullah gave a ruling on this issue. I am following it, but as they say, Badilina Khasta. I am following it, but in my heart, he said, No, no, you are not really. Like some people, for example, may Allah protect us, they say, Islam, there is no justice as far as inheritance is concerned. Some people say this, which is kufr. Some people don't say it, but they have it in their heart. No, no, but you see, after all, the woman gets half a share, the man gets double the share. The son gets two shares, the girl gets one share. Now, if you understand Islamic law, you will find how this is perfect justice. That is not part of my lecture here, but inshallah we'll talk about sometime. I think there's a, there's a uh, lecture of mine or, or something. What's a reminder on this? Islam justice. Send it out also. As far as inheritance. So it is, but the point is, because of your ignorance, you don't want to study the law, you don't understand it, but you must have an opinion. I mean, this, this, this is a ajib zulum on the deen. Anything else, anything else in society, in our lives, if we don't have knowledge, we say we don't have knowledge. Right? If I come to, now, if I go to Babi, for example, you know, my friend for almost 50 years, and I tell him, you know, my, my heart, something is happening, what do you think I should do? He will say, you're bloody mad, I mean, go to a cardiologist, why are you asking me? I don't know this, this is not my field. Right? If your heart is doing some, playing some games, go to a cardiologist, go and talk to him and go, I'll take you, come with me. Go to the cardiologist, don't ask me. This is true for anything. If I tell him my car is behaving like this, you will tell me, go to a mechanic. I'm not a mechanic. I don't know the, you know, innards of the car. But if I ask a question about religion, every Tom, Dick and Bihari has an opinion. Everybody. And not only do they have an opinion, they say, Allah is bola. Allah rahimkare urdu bola wala ko par naus billah. Na adab, na salikha, na kuch. Quran mein hai. Ajeeb, this, this, at, please understand it. At least don't do this to yourself. And if somebody does that, tell him, please, excuse me, you, you do not have the knowledge, keep quiet. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying here, you have no faith. Until you accept whatever ruling Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam has given, whatever ruling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given, you have no faith. It's a conditional statement by the oath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah says you have no faith until you, not only do you act on it, but even in your heart there must not be any resistance to it. 
to my knowledge is the only place where you are held accountable for what is in your heart may allah forgive us and may allah subhanahu wa taala put us in a place where we have complete submission this is the everything else you know everything else is the, the amal is the is the, is the deciding factor i say something wrong or i do something wrong then issue of punishment comes but with respect to this amal is not required even in my heart i am still distributing inheritance the way it should be done but in my heart i feel no no but you know this is wrong and i am saying it is wrong not because it is wrong but because i am ignorant i don't take the trouble to go and learn so i am saying it is wrong because i don't understand the logic behind it if i had understood that's why i am saying learn your deen people are here to teach you learn your deen nobody stops you you have time for everything in the world but you don't have time to sit down for 5 minutes and learn about your deen so please <coughs> Allah is saying very clearly, even in your heart. Second important point to understand here is that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala said, until they make you Muhammad the judge in all disputes. Allah did not say until they make me the judge. Huh? Allah did not even say until they make Allah and His Rasul the judge. Until they make you the judge, Ya Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Why? This is the position of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam this is the maqam of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam this shows that whatever rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said or did was by the guidance of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu this is one of this ayat is one of the many evidences and proofs that the ahadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam are also wahi which we call wahi ghair matloob wahi which is not recited in salah but it is wahi There are many such ayat because if if somebody comes and tells you no no but you see all the hadiths were were collected three hundred years later, what is he demonstrating? Number one is demonstrating his ignorance of history, apart from anything else. He is making a completely blatantly uh, false statement. What do you say? Somebody tells you no. You, know, you see, after all, aircraft were invest, inve, invented only uh, on the twentieth of October nineteen fifty-five. What will you tell him? There's no you can you can't respond to a lie. This is an absolute total lie. Go read history. That's all you can say. Please go and read history. I mean, you know, don't uh, keep your mouth shut and be assumed to be a fool rather than open open your mouth and prove that. So go and read history. So here Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is saying, until they make you Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam the judge, they follow your judgment and they don't even think against it forget about acting against it or speaking against it even in the thought it must not be there and if it is there then the allah is taking an oath by your rabb they are not muslim abhi kya hona sir and that is why our faith cannot be complete allah subhanahu wa taala was the witness of the love that sahaba had for rasul sallam allah said an nabiyu aula bil mu'minina min anfusihim the rasul the prophet is closer to the believers than their own selves in the hadith in bukhari the muslim's faith cannot be complete unless he loves rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and until rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is dearer to him than his father his son his own self and all the people It was narrated by Anas. Uh, it was narrated that Anas Adilano said, "Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, 'No one of you truly believes until I am dearer to him than his father, his son, and his own self, and all the people.' 
Please understand, this is not some kind of ego trip. Right? This is the essence of Islam. If you do not love the Prophet ﷺ more than anyone else, you cannot give precedence to what he brought over everything else. How is the, the two is not possible, right? You do not respect the Messenger ﷺ, you do not love the Messenger ﷺ, but you say, I respect the message, that's ridiculous, it can't be done. The Messenger and the message are completely, they are one. He brought the message. Like I said yesterday, why do you believe? Because he said so. Why do you believe? Because he said so. Because we know him to be truthful. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So therefore, Allah is, is, is uh, Nabi sallallahu said, loving him therefore is a part of religion. It is a, it is a part of our iman. It is a condition of iman. And the love for Muhammad sallallahu is not a matter of, of speaking it. It's not a matter of singing nasheed. And not, it's a matter of obeying his sunnah in every aspect of our life. If you are going against the sunnah, then you are not speaking the truth with respect to the love of Muhammad wasallam, and only Allah is witness for you. It was narrated that Abdullah ibn Hisham said, we were with Rasulullah and he was holding the hand of Umar ibn al-Khattab Ajib, the position of the sahaba. Nabi wasallam was so close to many of them. Right? Saad bin Muad Radilano one day, uh, Muad bin Jabal Radilano, uh, Rasulullah one day, he held his hand and he said, Ya yeah, Muad, I love you. Imagine what, how, what he must have felt, huh? What must he have felt for the, for the Prophet to say, I love you. So here, Omar bin Khattab Radilano, Nabi Sallallahu is holding his hand and Imagine the feeling of Umar ibn al-Khattab. What must he be feeling? The, he is holding the hand of his Prophet So he said, Ya Rasulullah, you are dearer to me than, than everything except myself. Now, this is the nature of Umar ibn al-Khattab. See the honesty of the man. Why must he say, except myself? Ya Rasulullah, I love you more than anybody else. That's, that's a normal statement. Impossible. I mean, that's enough, isn't it? But he is so honest. Then he tells the exact thing. Ya Rasulullah, you are dearer to me than everything else except myself. Because this is the nature of the human being. You know, self-preservation. Somebody told me one eyewitness account. You know the fire which happened in Mina. This person tell, told me that in this fire, there was a big fire in Mina and, and many people died. So she said, we, there was a hill. So she said, with great difficulty, we climbed on top of this hill. Uh, and we were sitting there. And she said, I saw a man with his mother in a wheelchair. Right? And he was pushing her. And he was trying to get out of there. And it was great difficulty and so on. And he said, at one point in time, he left her and ran. Uh, so before you sit in judgment on the man and say, what a lousy fa-. This is reality. May Allah protect us. From tests, we have no we have no business to sit in judgment on anybody. We do not know. I do not know what I will do if I if I am in that position. Allah knows best. Allah knows best. There are accounts also of people who died together. Somebody in a wheelchair and somebody pushing died together. The one who was pushing stayed there. We are nobody to say who is good and who is bad. Allah knows best. May Allah protect us and may Allah forgive whoever is wrong. But the point I am making is the issue of self-preservation, love for the self. 
Omar ibn al-Khattab was so honest. He said, Ya Rasulullah, I love you more than anyone and anything else except myself. Rasulullah says to him, No, by the one in whose hand is my soul. Not until I am dearer to you than your own self. Now Omar Adelano went away. He came back. And then he said, Ya Rasulullah, now by Allah, you are, you are dearer to me than my own self. You are dearer to me than anyone, including my own self. Nabi Sallallahu said, Al-an Ya Omar. He said, now Ya Omar. Now the Muhaddisun said, this can mean two things. It can mean only now have you become Muslim. Only now is your Iman complete. Or it can mean it took you this long. Only now you understood this. Wallah alam. Allah knows best what is the meaning about Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Al-an Ya Umar. Now see the, see the honesty of Umar ibn Khattab. He did not say, no, 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 but you see, I, I meant that. You know, I mean, you were, you misunderstood. No, 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 no. I know what I said. I meant what I said. I went away. I reflected within myself. I changed myself. I came back and he said, Wallahi. Wallahi means what? Allah knows in my heart. You are dearer to me than anyone and, every, and anyone else. And everything else. My brother and sister, I want to close here. Uh, and it's another few minutes for Adhan, for Zohar, inshallah. And uh, by saying that we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be pleased with you and never to be displeased. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant you love for his Habib Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. To put in your hearts love for him, respect for him more than anyone else. And the desire to follow his sunnah and to be obedient to him. Not as a matter of duty but as a matter of expressing our love so that this love through the expression that we make of it will become insha'Allah al-musta'an a witness for us on the day of judgment. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jala jalalahu to be pleased with you and never to be displeased. We ask Allah to guide you to do everything that pleases him and to take you safely away from everything which displeases him. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyil kareem wa ala alihi wa sallam hajmain bi rahmatika ya rahmin. Next class insha'Allah next Saturday. Uh, at 5 p.m. after Asr. And then next Sunday, like today, 11 to uh, Zohar, inshallah. Please make a lot of dua that Allah should accept. Allah should make me say that which is uh, beneficial for you and which is pleasing to Him. And uh, make this whole uh, class and the whole uh, meeting of us a meeting which Allah is pleased with. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to gather us like He gathered us today under the shade of His Arsh with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and then to gather us once again in the in Jannatul Firdaus ala bi ghairi hisab we ask Allah to gather all those who are here and all those who would have been here uh, if they had uh, you know whatever was keeping them we ask make dua for also for them who are not here wa sallallahu alayhi wasallam wa alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika ya